TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Doing it, but he did it so smoothly, I almost had to respect it. Keyword almost. Because, man, he, he pulled up right in front, backed in in about 12 seconds. I mean, it was, he was totally stolen from her. Well, the second hour of KJ and Lions is next. WEEI 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. We talk more Patriots, Celtics as well, plus the Milan Lusic situation. Hang out. WEEI. KJ and Lions on WEEI. Minnesota, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Philadelphia, 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 Final hour of KJ Lines, WEEI 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Jason Tatum on what it's like going up against all this size after a loss to, wait, it sounds like two years ago, Orlando in November. And this just in, Christos uh, Porzingis out tomorrow against the Hawks. Drew Holiday questionable. See, this is the worry that I had, John, is that when the Celtics started seeing the trees in the front court, and, and let's not let's call it what it is. It's not like Orlando has like redwood trees that are just absolutely dominating in all-stars. They just rotate in big bodies, and these type of teams would be a problem for the Celtics. That Cleveland would offer some issues. Milwaukee with their size. Now, granted, Milwaukee was something that they seemed half asleep last Friday, but still, nonetheless, they got the W. But I'm concerned that you know when you put enough front court people out there, you you can only there's only one Christos Porzingis back there. Yeah, and like we've talked about this a bunch of times already this season. Like the biggest concern I have is their front court depth, right? Because Porzingis does have the injury history, and Al Horford's 37. Now, if both those guys are healthy and they're on, I'm really not that worried about the Celtics going against teams with bigs, whether it's the Sixers with Embiid. Obviously, Denver, the Jokic is a different animal because there's such a great cast around him and he's such an elite player. But as long as those two guys are healthy and playing, I'm really not that worried about the Celtics against bigs. But now we see, right? Porzingis is going to be out. Now, he did put on social media that he should be back soon. It won't be a long-term injury, but he's going to be out. <laughs> so, at least for a game or two. So, I mean, that, that's the only thing is their front court death because, look, Luke Cornett has given them some valuable minutes so far this year. He played well against Milwaukee on Wednesday night. But 
I don't. Is that guy really going to be someone that can step in and give you, let's say that you know, valuable minutes for four games if Porzingis is out, right? Or you know, four games if Horford has to, you know, miss a couple for rest. Like that. That's what concerns me a little bit. Is their front court depth? Because look, they beat Milwaukee. They've beaten Philadelphia this year. I mean, those are teams that have front court depth. They beat Miami earlier in the year, and I know they don't have. A lot of huge guys, but Bam Adebayo, you know, is an all-star level player. They beat the Knicks on opening night who have Julius Randle. So they can beat teams with size, but they have to have, I think, Porzingis and Horford together in order to do that. See, my concern isn't so much the one big guy that they may have, say, with Denver, the one big is Jokic, and the one big that Philadelphia has in Embiid. I'm talking about a bunch of bigs that are rotating in, just working physically both Horford and Porzingis. Like, I'll give you an example of... I predict will be a tougher game than one would expect would be against Detroit, right? Because they've got all that front court size that runs in and out of there. And it just, just wear you out to the point where when Jason Tatum, who's consistently been the leading rebounder, right? If he's got to go in there and bang with bigger guys for rebounds, that's going to wear him out on the offensive end. And while it's good to see that other people are stepping up, I think this is why Derek white is showing He's the most valuable piece that the that they've really acquired in the last two years. Because when other guys kind of disappear, Derek White has consistently seemed to have been there in some way. And that necessarily wasn't what he was, you know, what, what he was acquired for, right? You didn't think of Derek White as someone to legitimately score, and he can do that. My concern is what happens when Porzingis, because he will get in foul trouble, and you have to extend Horford extra minutes. And now you're depending on Cornette. Now, you might look good against some other teams, but if Cornette's got to give you more than 15 minutes in a game, then that means you've had some type of deficiency that's happened, be it with fouls or injury or matchups. So that's the uh, just a little bit of concern that I have by losing to Orlando. You're seeing some of those other things that happen. Now, do I think they'll take care of it? Absolutely. How they'll take care of it? Now I don't know if they can go get the big like – I don't know who would be that big right now, but I don't think there is there is many quality. It's almost like if you felt like Danilo Gallinari became available again at the trade deadline, could you go back and get him because you would at least have some size who could score and make those other team defenders have to defend or score? I think that's the other side. When it comes to defending the front court of the Celtics for other teams, you don't really have to put a whole lot of attention there, especially with Horford, who's willing to shoot from outside. Yeah, he can bang inside, but you're thinking like, okay, he's not going to do this for 30 minutes. Yeah, and Orlando too. Like, and I they beat the Celtics yesterday, but Porzingis leaves that game. Drew Holiday doesn't play in that game, and Orlando. I mean, a lot of people think of the Magic as a team that you know, oh, they've been picking high, they stink. They're 11 and five right now, and they've beaten Denver and Boston already. Like, this is a good team. Now, there are they an elite contender? Are they going to be in the conference finals? No, I don't the, think so. The, the Hornets beat the Celtics, and no one is starting. Yeah, any but that was more the Celtics took their foot off the gas pedal. Like Orlando, I think is an actual becoming a good basketball team. Like they're, again, they're not going to be in the conference finals, but they're a good basketball team. The Celtics didn't have Porzingis. They didn't for most of that game. They didn't have Holiday. So, look, I think the front court worry is a concern, but am I like through the roof concerned that they lost to Orlando? Not really, considering but they the up circumstances. Like 16 on Orlando early? Right? No, like, they were. In, in the yeah. second half, they, uh, Orlando outscored the Celtics 65 to 40 in the second half. That's but in crazy. the second half, they didn't have Holiday or Porzingis. So, like, I I look at that as... If you don't have Holiday, are you saying that, okay, 20 points is missing from him? I think 
the combination of the two. The combination of the two, I think, you know, the Celtics have one of those guys. Maybe they win the game, right? Maybe or maybe it's a lot closer. But I just think not having both of those guys for a second half, especially when one of them is not planned. I think that made a, a huge difference. But your point on the size is right because Orlando, I mean, how Paulo Banchero, that is right. not a young player. That's a grown man right. out there. Like, but I love watching that guy play. But Orlando, they're similar to Boston, how Boston has not just Porzingis and Horford, but like Tatum's really big for a guy that will play the three or the four. Brown's really big for a guy that can play the two or the three. Holiday's a thick tougher stronger guy like the the orlando's like that too they have a lot of size right. all over the place and i think it, it did give the celtics some problems so i wonder moving forward if if the celtics are, are see themselves as more of a team that needs to start resting some of these guys because you've heard me mention my concern is if you're going to go out there and run these guys 42 minutes a game you're going to run into issues early like how do you how do you still get to a point where, because I, I think there was an utter disappointment, especially in that Hornets game earlier this week, where your bench players who were able to start couldn't show up in a situation where you felt like, okay, we're putting you out there as a starter with comparable players on the other side of the court in a Charlotte, right? In, in a team like Charlotte. And if you can't perform, I'm really talking about Sam Hauser. Like that, it was just like, oh my gosh, like you want him to keep shooting, but you're like, stop shooting. Yeah, I I think that Milwaukee game Wednesday night is maybe what they're shooting for, where Tatum was at 36 minutes, but he was the most. Like Holiday, White, and Brown were all at 35. Porzingis was 27, and they got 30 minutes out of Horford, 20 out of Hauser, 21 out of Pritchard. And maybe they could spread it out a little bit more on the bench. Like I don't think Horford's going to be playing 30 minutes, but I think from their starters, I think ideally they'd want about like 35 minutes a game. I felt like that Milwaukee game was a bit of an outlier. Like, I thought that game should have never come down to a single possession, right? That's one. And two, it felt like Milwaukee just wasn't there. It almost felt like, you know how sometimes in the playoffs when a team goes up 1-0 on the road, they win the first game on the road, that that second game they tend to get blown out or not there, but they've already gotten their job done by winning one on the road. It felt like they were playing that game. Milwaukee was playing that game like they had already won game one at the Garden. So that's why I was like, I don't think you're going to see that same lack of quality Milwaukee. I think they only made kind of like a last-minute attempt by allowing Chris Middleton to play more minutes. That's why I was like, okay, they think they may have a chance to steal this game. They almost did. And they almost yeah, did. Yeah, I think the Memphis game, too, that came on Sunday is another yeah. good one. Because that one, like, Holiday played 37 minutes. No one else played over 35. And you had five bench guys play minutes. Hauser and Horford had 22. Like, I, I think that's their their goal. But I think this is where it comes to Missoula. Because if they don't have a full second unit, which I think we can agree, they don't have a full second unit you want out there all I the time. I think they're still struggling to get to that uh, third guy on a second yeah, unit. Yeah, I think you need to. Be, he needs to do a good job of managing, hey, do I take Tatum out for six minutes here and leave Brown in? Then do right. I take Brown out You know, four minutes of the way through that but leave Holiday in? And I think overall, I mean, they're 12-4. and four. I think Missoula's done a good job of it. But I think for the rest of this year, that's going to be – his biggest challenge, right? Because, you know, he really can't control if someone gets hurt or not, but he can right. control their exposure. And, and I, so I think that's going to be his biggest challenge the rest of this year is, you know, do you not push Porzingis too far? Is Tatum not playing 42 minutes, you know, three times in a week, something like that. So I think we've seen quite a few examples of them doing a good job, but I think that's his biggest challenge between now and April. KJ and Lions, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line, 
3793.7 still to come. We'll talk about the Patriots matchup with the Giants tomorrow. Also, what's going on? That uh, Milan Lukic was in court this week, so we'll finally address it a little bit. And uh, of course, we'll talk more uh, sports and, and, and life in general here. But right now, it's time to trend with Nika. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is KJ and Lions on WEEI. Do you think they'd go better if you had a full week of practice ahead of them and got to start a game? I mean, who knows? Um, you know, whenever I get the opportunity, those like those opportunities, I got to go in there and you know do do my job. Um, I haven't done that to my best of my ability. So you know, when the next opportunity comes, whenever it is, this week, next week, whenever, um, I'll make sure I take advantage of that opportunity and um, just try to go out there and help the team win. KJ and Lions, W-E-E-I. Good Saturday to you. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Bailey Zappi on his thoughts on if he's going to be the guy that starts tomorrow. John, is Bailey Zappi the starter tomorrow? See, I wish we were doing the show tomorrow so you didn't have to ask me that because I really am not sure. It's better to do it today. I think think they're going to continue with Mac Jones. I, I do. Because I feel why like... Do you, why do you say that with a collapsed chest? So, because, <laughs> I mean, I think practice-wise, Mac is probably only slightly better than him, right, when they're splitting reps, so maybe they go with it. But I do think the best thing for the future of the Patriots franchise is if Mac Jones plays these next seven weeks and plays really well. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but I think that would be the best thing for the future of the franchise. Listen to the points that the Giants have given up over the course of the season. 40 to the Cowboys, 28 to the Cardinals, even though that was a win. 30 to the 49ers, 31 to the Dolphins, which isn't bad, I guess, right? 30 to the Raiders, 49 to Dallas the second time. Last week they won with 19 points, giving up 19 points. That That is the concern because you're now on your third-string quarterback. And here's why I think that Bailey Zappi – at least sees a good chunk of the game tomorrow. If if Mac Jones is out there and looks worse than Tommy DeVito for the Giants, does that just not pile another pile of poo on the Mac Jones story that you're getting outplayed 
by the third-string quarterback on a team whose first-string quarterback is an overpaid, bad quarterback who's barely better than you, maybe not even as – probably just as good as you. Yeah, I mean, look, I I think if he gets thoroughly outplayed by Tommy DeVito, I I think that's kind of the end for him there. I mean, Tommy DeVito, all due respect to him, I wish – you know, I was still living at home with my parents sometimes and not paying a mortgage, but uh, he's living at home with his parents – and he's a third-string quarterback. If he plays better than Mac Jones, then you know that's a bad. I, that would be a bad look to me for Bailey Zappi too. Like if Zappi goes out there and, and Devito, it wouldn't be as bad a look. But still, like Zappi is a guy that's in his second year, won games as a starter last year. And if this guy goes out and still outplays you, but you, you mentioned the numbers on the Giants' defense. What concerns me there, KJ? Yeah, it's the same thing we talked about before they played Washington, right? Bottom of the league passing defense, bottom of the league points defense. Patriots struggled to try to crack 20 points in that game. But the other side of that is, listen how bad the Giants' passing offense is. 32nd in yards, 28th in attempts, uh, 31st in first downs, 24th in touchdowns. Uh, Look, the only good thing really is that they're 18th in interceptions because they don't throw the ball that much. (laughs) Rushing, 29th in, in touchdowns, but 10th in attempts. So this really comes down to the narrative of, if you can keep Saquon Barkley at bay, which I think the Patriots defense will be able to do, then you're going to have an ugly drag out. I mean, there's even a bet. This is hilarious. At BetMGM, there's a bet you can make for plus money at plus 240 that both the Patriots and the Giants will at least have three points after first quarter. I was like, take that because it might be a 10-3 final. <laughs> so, yeah, well, this could very well <laughs> look like that Colts game where, like, the Colts looked at it as, hey, we got to stop the Patriots running game. And the Patriots looked at it like, hey, we got to stop Jonathan Taylor. And we finished, <laughs> you know, with a 10 10 6 game. Like, I, I could see something like that playing out again where the Patriots say, hey, we just got to stop Saquon Barkley. And the Giants saying, hey, we just got to make sure they can't run the ball. And then both teams are probably scared to throw it as it is. And then being forced into it, I, I think we could see another game like that. Right, because you almost feel like Belichick will be able to well-prepare for Tommy DeVito, right? It's like if Tommy DeVito goes off on the Patriots' defense tomorrow, then I would say, you know what? We need to shift this conversation to is the defense starting to slip because you shouldn't be slipping against a guy like this. If this game is a lot, I think it's going to be a lot like the second Jets game last year where like, it was the, the, one of the ugliest things you've ever seen, and it was the Jack Jones, uh, it was the John Jones uh, punt return. Marcus for Jones. The, Marcus yeah. Jones, I'm yeah. sorry. So many Joneses on the team that 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 was the difference. It feels like this game may just be one of those. the The total at Vegas is thirty four. I that, I mean, a Pop Warner game will get you will get you twenty. It's to like 17. an Iowa college game. Yeah, it's you know, with bad. The low to, yeah, it's bad. And this is why I wonder if Bailey Zappi is not the starter because. A, if he was named the starter, think of what all the noise would be here this week and trying to practice here this week and then go on the road. So that would be one noise maker that you just wouldn't want a potential quarterback who's having the yips probably upstairs right now to hear. And the other side of it is because the game is on the road, if you hear the boos, it's going to be because of what the Giants aren't doing, not because of what you're doing. So you may go with Bailey Zappi just to see if Bailey Zappi moves things along better than Mac Jones has recently. And if that doesn't happen, you go to Mac Jones, and then Mac Jones, I think, becomes the quarterback for the rest of the year. Because call me crazy, John, when I say this. I still believe Mac Jones will be on the roster as a quarterback next year.
but more so as a trade piece if another team goes down with an injury. Because look what's happened with Cincinnati. Look what's happened um, with uh, Minnesota trading for Josh Dobbs. Right. Right. Yeah. I I think if you go with Zappy, I think that's a permanent decision. Like if you go, you could go with Mac, and if he stinks, bench him and go to Zappy. I think if you go to Zappy, and then so think about it, you've benched Mac Jones four times in the last two years, yeah. three of those on nationally televised games. Well, three now, times them this year, right? Well, but but three out of those four were nationally televised games over the last two years, and and then there, of course there were three benchings this year, and then you go to Zappy to start a game coming out of the bye week on top of it. I just don't see how you go back to Mac Jones unless there's a Zappy injury. Like I think that if in the context of all that, where hey you've benched this guy four times. Now you're going with a different guy starting coming out of the bye week. I think it's a permanent change at that point if you go with Zappy tomorrow. Here's what I think: permanent. I don't know. I don't know. When I, I would say use permanent, I mean for the next seven weeks, like not yeah, for next year. Right? Because I think if I don't think it's so much like Bailey Zappy has to show to be incredible. I think he just can't go out there and make the same mistakes that we've been seeing from Mac Jones. Right? If the offense moves and you're not making the mistakes that were being made because to think if you repeat those same mistakes, then you'd really have to question, do you even know how to go get a quarterback? Like, you know, like, are, is, is this, what are they see? What are they not being coached? And this kind of goes to something that you've said sometimes. And even what, even we'll get into what uh, Tom Brady said about the, the quarterback situation today in the league here in a moment is, are, are, can you, how do you not reach these guys to not make those errors? Because one of the, the I remember a couple of years ago, Devin McCourty was on the station and it mentioned this term that they had with the Patriots called an error repeater and that the worst thing you could be is an error repeater. And I'm wondering like, gosh, Mac has been error repeater with the exponent next to it. So at some point you have to probably park them. So that way I would say, yeah, probably for the rest of the year, if Bailey Zappi doesn't make those mistakes, because you'd almost have to say nobody's given this team the best chance to win, so you might as well go. Again, I do wonder where Malik Cunningham fits into all of this. Maybe you feel like there would be more obvious mistakes, but could they be more obvious than what we've seen so far? The only thing we've seen out of Malik Cunningham this year was those few snaps against the Raiders, and he looked like a guy nowhere near ready to me to play quarterback. Like his first snap... He should have pulled the ball and ran with it. He handed it off. I think it was a run for wait, no gain or wait, one yard. Minute, wait, and then the one pass he threw, wait, 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 John. he looked totally lost. Last like, week, And he last, even said this week he hasn't practiced a quarterback at all. So Right, but last week, Mac Jones got yanked to the sidelines. Two weeks ago, got yanked to the sidelines because he didn't pass to the guy who was wide open up the seam or the guy who yep. was standing next to him. So if we're going to say that, well, because Malik but Cunningham I I think it's a pulled the ball situation. down. Like, Malik's just flat out nowhere close to being ready. Mac knows what to do and is screwing it up and second-guessing himself. But does Whereas, feel- And Zappi, to me, is a much better option than Malik Cunningham to win a game. Well, here's the thing. I, it feels like this team is literally Al Pacino in any given Sunday, right? That the whole argument about Willie Beeman, the Jamie Foxx character, was he was not ready to be an NFL quarterback. It's just that the only difference is that you just don't have some old, old guy who's you know the, the quarterback for the Patriots here. But we're talking about all relatively same age guys with the main guy making huge mistakes, the second guy clearly not as good as the first guy, and the other guy we're talking about, well, he's not ready to be quarterback. And I would say, okay, that might be correct, but the guys who are in front of him playing quarterback are getting it wrong too. So at some point you'd have to say, 
better to have an effort and make a play than to have a person who has all this acumen and can't pull out the information from their head. Yeah, I just think it would be, uh, and it's been bad, I think it would be a next-level disaster if they put Malik Cunningham at quarterback in the next few weeks. And, and I say that because he hasn't practiced at it. He looked completely uh, not ready for it with the one time they did put him in there. And also, like, physically, he's just a small guy. Like, he's, you know, first year in the league. He's not that big yet. Like, I worry about him getting either, A, injured, but also, B, like, if he goes out there and he looks really bad and he's really not ready for it, then that could derail his whole career and future, because this is a guy I, that I think could be a contributor down the line. Wait, I have to ask this, John. How come we can make excuses for Malik Cunningham to not be in there, okay? But we've made almost the what amounts to a size of Moby Dick the novel for why Mac should still be in there, right? Because look, a lot of people who are who don't like the Bailey Zappy talk mostly don't like the Bailey Zappi talk because Mac has just proven them to be wrong about him being the guy, okay? Mac uh, Bailey Zappi, clearly not the guy, but he's the stopgap. And if we're going to be talking about stopgaps, then why not stick Willie Beeman in the damn game? Yeah, I, I just, I look at it, if you're two, I look at the guys independently. Yeah, well, well but, okay, I get that. But if if guy number one isn't doing his job and guy number two you believe can't do the job, then why is guy number three not given a chance to do the job? Because I think that could do more long-term damage. Like if guy number three is bad and gets lit up and then you derail his future production, because if you really think of like, if you think that next year they're going to have a new starting quarterback, which I think a lot of people do, then that means Max probably not here, or at least he's the backup. Zappy might not be here, or he's a backup. But Cunningham could be somehow, some way, an actual contributor to your team. But if you derail that now by rushing him out there when he's not ready and he makes a bunch of mistakes or he gets hurt, then I think that hurts you more in the long term than if you start Mac or Zappy and they're just not good. Like, Because so either you, way, you so, probably lose games. So but one hurts you more in the long term. So we're more concerned about an injury potentially to the third-string quarterback who you... No, well, I'm more concerned because he doesn't practice at the position, so it, it I, makes I no get, sense to put I him out there. I get that, but the guys who are practicing at position are not getting it done. But I'm not going to put all. a guy out there who hasn't practiced there. <sighs> like, it, I mean, if he practices there and he's good, maybe. But even that, like, what I care about right now and for the rest of this season is the 2024 Patriots in development and playing a lot of young players, but I don't think Cunningham's one of those guys because I think he's just not ready to be out there. Like, I want to play Kayshawn Booty. I want to play Demario Douglas. I want to play Sean Wade. I want to play Marte Mapu. Like, I want to play a bunch of City So, keep playing. Like, I want to play a bunch of young guys to help them develop, but I think those guys at least are ready to be out there on the field. I do don't you, feel that same way about Cunningham. Do you think veterans just say, okay, well, let's just go ahead and try out the young guys and see oh, how no, I don't think goes. they love that. Yeah, I, I, right. I don't and think Juju Smith-Schuster says, hey, play, right. play Kayshawn Booty. But see, that's how you lose a locker room. I would rather say, hey, who wants to be some form of a playmaker to rally guys behind this game, right? Like everything is game to game to game. Sure. You and I can sit here and say, hey, we want to look at the outlook of 2024 and who potentially get drafted. There are guys who are saying, I want to win tomorrow. And I'm also not <laughs> saying, like, bench Juju Smith-Schuster for Kayshawn Booty, but, like, have them both active, get Booty some snaps, like, see if you can develop this guy while still trying well, if he's to win the game. Because I'm mean, not a believer. Really practicing too. I, I'm not a believer in tanking. I'm not a believer in doing any of that. But I think you can 
say, hey, we're going to try to beat the New York Giants and we're going to play our veterans, but we're also going to, when opportunities present themselves, play younger guys, do what we can to develop them going into next year. Like, I think you can find a way to do both of those things. And maybe you lean a little more towards the veterans and trying to win, but I still think you can find a way to be able to do both of those things. Or let me ask you this. It's KJ Lines here on WEEI. And this is this is the other part that I think of why potentially Malik Cunningham is not getting snaps is because of the psyche of Mac Jones. Right? You can bring a Will Greer in here Possible. and 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 and, and kind of float that around and maybe Will because that was the narrative, right? At the end of at the end of that Colts game, and Mac has been benched again. People are believing that, okay, it's going to, Will Greer is going to get a shot either as the starting quarterback or he's going to be the two quarterback. Mac may still be in the mix, maybe as the two. Okay. Will Greer is gone. Clearly, you mentioned earlier, how many times has Bailey Zappi been cut if we want to go that narrative? If that's the story with him, well, if you start giving snaps to Malik Cunningham in practice, what are the questions going to be at Foxborough? Yeah, and especially, right, like, and the other piece of it, too, is, like, if you want to say, hey, we're going to split up reps between Jones and Zappi and have a competition, you know, in the bye week and into the, there's only so many of those reps. So then if you add a third guy, then whoever you pick is going to have one-third of the reps to get ready for, like, it's tough enough when you have half the reps, or or even if they split it up 60-40 Jones-Zappi. Like, it's tough enough when you have 50 or 60% of the reps to be ready for a game. When we're talking 35 or 30% of the reps, then it's like, I feel like at that point, you're setting yourself up for failure to start a guy who's had 30 or 35% of the reps. Well, what's the grade now when one guy's gotten 100% of the reps? It's still an F, right? And that's why I think they changed it this week. Like, because normally, like... It's pretty rare, I feel like, KJ, for us to see a in-season quarterback competition. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's examples, but it's pretty pretty damn rare to have that. Now, having that, I think it's because, like you said, they had one guy taking 90 to 100% of the reps and you're 2-8. and eight. So now you have it, let's say it's 50-50, it still makes it harder. And I that's another reason why I go to, I think if they go to Zappi, it's permanent. Because then if you go to that guy, you're going to want him getting 90 to 100% of the reps going forward because right, he's already he's ne- starting from behind. And he's only had that opportunity, what, twice when, when Mac Jones was out last year? Yeah, what, the Cleveland and Detroit games last right. year, right? Yeah. But even but think about even when you think back to the Green Bay game where, of course, it was the fourth and five that they didn't convert and would have gotten to, into range and been able to kick the field goal to potentially win it. How many how many reps did, did Bailey Zappi have that? Uh, week? I would say under ten percent because they I started Brian Hoyer, right? right? Like so, yeah, he probably had either zero to ten percent max. Right. So, so again, this team has shown that hey, if a guy's had limited reps, we've put them in the game because that's how Zappi got into the game last year as the third string guy with virtually no reps. And now here we are in a situation where your your QB one is not getting it done. You've had this rotating. It's almost like rotisserie chicken being spun for the team of different guys coming in and out of the oven. No way Ma- it tastes that good, KJ. It does, especially with some lemon pepper on there. Oh, my gosh. But, look, you know, you'd had runaway bribe with Corral. Then you bring in Will Greer, and you figure, like, okay, this guy's shown some flash and has played in a couple of real games. He's gone. And so now you're back to square one. And while you're at square one, oh, by the way, the QB1 and QB2 are now splitting reps getting ready for the 11th game of the season. 
there, it, at some point, you just need like this any given Sunday infusion, at least for the fans to say, okay, there is something out there that at least made me feel excited about what could potentially happen on the offensive side of the ball versus waiting for the mistake to happen in the air on what was a clear decision to be made. Yeah, I, look, you know how big a Patriots fan I am, KJ. I sit here with my Patriots sweatshirt and hat on in the studio. but I, I dress up for work. But I, Sometimes I do, <laughs> but we're not on Twitch today. So uh, the way I... Like, I'm a huge fan, but I don't want them to do something because it's going to excite me as a fan. Like, I I, I don't want them to play Malik Cunningham because, oh, this will be exciting, this will be fun. And I feel like if they did that, that would be ownership reaching their hand in. No, I want them to you don't do think it. You don't think ownership's hand is in now? No, but I you think saw their, if we you see, saw their response, I do wonder. I do wonder, like, because I think ownership has always been Mac Jones' guys from the time he was drafted right. until now. But I wonder if that's moved at all after the last few weeks, especially how bad that Colts game was and how his play cost them a game that they said they were very public about how important that Germany game was to them. And his poor play cost you a win. Like, I, I do wonder if ownership has moved it, whether they've moved into the zappy camp or they've moved into the, hey, we want, you know, Michael Penix or Jaden Daniels playing quarterback next year. I don't know. But I, I think that's something that I, you know, I would like to know because they've been Mac guys for two and a half years now. Have they shifted at all over the past few weeks? You know what this feels like if it's a chess game, if you're talking about the crafts and it, involving Mac Jones. This is the week where let's just say the chessboard is cleared, but somehow your queen is on the same open space with all with a with a rook sitting up right right there straight straight shot. The rook could just come straight down and take your king. Go and take your queen. I think that's what what you may potentially have with Mac Jones that if he gets exposed it like on a chessboard you're like how did you leave yourself open to a rook and all it can do is go back and forth is it would just be a swoop down yeah, and I it think feels they, like they're playing more checkers than chess in Foxborough than in Well, no, I'm talking about ownership. Yeah. No, I'm talking yeah, about ownership because when they made I'm that, being a jerk, I know. When they when those lips moved said we're just not good enough, it almost feels like they're ready to take one of these pieces on the chessboard and snatch it with something small. Not a pawn, right? That may be like Malik Cunningham, okay, for for those chess players. You don't believe that Malik Cunningham is going to overtopple your queen or your overtopple your queen because with a pawn, the guy's not getting reps. You don't even think, you know, like a bishop is going to just kind of horse its way over a couple of people and jump on it. You don't think that's going to happen. But management just might just come and say, he's done. Yeah, and that's why I wonder, like, have they moved at all? After what we've seen the past few weeks, you'll, you'll especially see, that Germany you'll know game. this week. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Especially if they cut to how many times they cut to because I think the crafts are going to be at the game Sunday. Yeah. I just think that I think, think they bring their high chairs with them. Or I, just, well, <laughs> well, I I, I, I hope they don't bring walkie-talkies with them because they might call for stuff to immediately happen. You know, yeah. I'm coming down now. You know, Arthur Blank style. So we'll give you the score prediction next here on Weei. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Plus, we have the Lion's Den. Thank you for spending your Saturday with us here on WEEI. Jay Lions, WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out on your Saturday. You've missed any of the show. The Odyssey app is free. Um, so the latest with Milan Lucic is that he's entering the NHL, NHLPA player assistance program. 
I think it's a brilliant move by this by by the Bruins to say that he's on indefinite, and it's probably indefinite times indefinite uh, until you can just get some actual real life help. Yeah. And look, I don't know the guy personally. The details of the events that are that are alleged in the in the police document are very ugly. Uh, we were live on the air as the story broke last week at this time and purposely stayed away from it because we just didn't know exactly what had happened other than just the arrest. But he's heading to the right place. I give the NHL and the NHLPA a lot of credit for what they do with their players' assistance program. I'll just say this. He's in the right spot with the right people. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I think he's in the right spot, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him as a Bruin again. But we'll have to see how it develops. Right, and you and, and and keep in mind the Bruins have had a great season so far. You know, you're, you're transitioning away from you know your captain, and so the last thing you want to do is just kind of have this traveling issue. Yeah, as as things go along, and you just don't want that. So, uh, I just wish the best to the entire Lucic family moving forward, and you know, put the hockey stick down, get help, and hopefully you can get uh get right as well. All right, let's do the lions. Then hit it. See the one about lions. Can't lose to this guy after. King of the jungle. All right. With a little more compassion than the Romans did with some of their counterparts, the Lions Den first wants to know, John, will the Celtics get back on track after losing two of their last three and roar tomorrow versus Atlanta? Yeah, I think so. I think this is one of those you know regular season bounce back games after a loss. I think Drew Holiday is going to play in this game. And Atlanta's seven and seven. They're not that good. I think they seem lost this year. So uh, I think the Celtics get back on track tomorrow. I am a bit concerned because with Porzingis out, that's one less big, and with Capella and I can't say the other guy's last name. If you just have consistent pressure in the front court, it may be an overworking for Al Horford. So I think they win the game, but I hope they win it convincingly just as a fan. All right. The next one in the Lions' den. Will the Wolverines of Michigan roar their way to a national championship after defeating Ohio State today? I actually think they will. I think they roar their way to a national championship. And and look, last year I thought Georgia was way better than everyone and they were going to beat everyone. This year, look, we haven't seen a three-peat since I think the 1930s. And Georgia's still great. I don't know if they're quite as dominant as they were the last two years. I think Michigan's able to catch them and win a national championship. And then maybe Jim Harbaugh's on the sidelines in Foxborough next year. Oh, well, I see you were going that, that's right That's a topic way. for a whole other show. But, I was yeah. going to say, where did that go, Lion? You know, put that on a leash. Um, you know what? I, I'm not a big fan of Georgia this year because I think they played the cupcake schedule and they may just get caught by Alabama. If they lose to Alabama, I don't know if you could tell me that Michigan would beat Alabama if they played right now just because of the grit that Alabama has at that quarterback position where he can run for 200 yards. So I'm going to say it might be a meow, but Michigan is definitely on their way to the college football playoff for sure. All right. Uh, Will the Patriots roar tomorrow coming off the bye versus a bad Giants team? Yes. Do you want them to roar? Yes, I I think they will (laughs) roar, and yes, I do want them to roar. I think the Giants are... One of the few teams in the NFL topped about him worse than the Patriots, and the Patriots are coming off a bye, so I do think they win. No offense, but I don't know if there's a such thing as a midget lion. I don't know if they have the ability to roar. That's the Patriots. I think it's really just survive. So maybe like, you know how the baby cubs go like, Arr! 
Like, I think that's where the Patriots are right now. So I don't know if there's an ability to roar. If this game is ugly, 10-3, 7-3 going into the fourth quarter, and it's on Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi to get it done, oh, meow. And a bonus one, John. Will John roar on Cyber Monday after meowing like he did on Black Friday? I, I didn't fully meow on Black Friday. I did get most of my Christmas shopping done. I guarantee you I will meow on Cyber Monday. I don't want to spend any money. But you, but you sat in traffic and spent money, but you won't stay at home and spend the money for now. No, here's I've the, already spent it. I don't want to spend any more. Okay, totally understandable because my wife is like anti, like online a bit. Her thing is she wants to actually feel the product in her hand versus feeling it in pieces when it arrives at the front door. Are you that guy too? So for certain things, like if I buy certain articles of like clothing or shoes, yeah. like I want that in my hand. A lot of other things, though, I'm okay with it online. Yeah, I, I did buy, you know, I like the option of being, because I bought a television online, and I didn't want it delivered to the house because I just had a vision of just the guy having to run and go grab his lunch real quick and just dropping my television. But now they have the option where you can buy it online and go pick it up at one of these reputable stores. So I, I'm a Cyber Monday guy. So thank you so much for hanging out with KJ and Lions. You missed any of the show, Odyssey app is free. Follow John at the real John Lyons, no H and John, at KJ Carson, of course, at WEEI. Nico, thank you so much. And uh, we'll continue to work with you. We'll be back again next week at this time. Well, no, next week at noon, right? Yeah, before the SEC championship game, KJ. There you go. They're, put, they're, they're, they're bookmarking us with championship games. So hopefully you have a championship weekend. I think the Patriots lose 10 7 tomorrow. What do you think? 20 to 10 win. That's a lot of points. Have a great Saturday. Thank you for hanging out on WEEI. See you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.